You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to our fifth solo episode of season three. It feels so funny to be recording this because technically we had that big break in there where we aired Shelby's episodes and where Rachel was taking a break and having Toby. And so really cool to be back recording these with you guys and also to kind of piece together all that's happened since we uh, last talked one-on-one. So we had, I believe, two episodes before Rachel left for maternity leave. Then we had Shelby's episodes. Then Rachel and I came back together, and now this one. So really this episode, I wanted to kind of tie all of that together and sort of put a foundation under that. And for me, what the foundation of almost all of those conversations was, was decision. So whether we were talking to Shelby about deciding on her license and on letting herself feel supported or deciding for Rachel, you know, that it can be easy or where her one-on-one spaces will even go or what it will look like after baby and all of those things, uh, decision has really been an important thread in all of this. And so for me, it really feels like the thing that kind of ties all that together and shows us that you know, no matter what season of life you're in or where you're at or what's going on for you, decision is so key to making forward progress, making yourself actually feel good, getting in the mindset of getting what you want, going after the things you want, creating the things that you want, creating success in your business. Um, I just think it is so, so, so key. I'm sure you guys have probably heard me say this before, but something that I say pretty consistently is I don't have what I want because I deserve it. I have what I want because I decided it. That has been a really big lesson for me where, um, you know, it's not because I deserve it because I worked hard enough or I did the right things in the right order or all of this stuff that, you know, we can make up even that because I'm a good coach or because I, um, you know, put in the time or whatever. It's like none of those things. It's because I fully decided. And I think where we see a lot of problems come up for ourselves in business is when we haven't fully made that decision. So what that causes is a ton of decision fatigue, right? What that can do is kind of put you in a position where you're not making good decisions. It also puts you in a position where you're making the same decision over and over again, which is something I don't think gets talked about enough. So I want to dive into that. I want to talk about those repeating decisions. I want to talk about deciding in advance how things will look. We're going to use some of Rachel's examples there. And then I'm going to share with you the five decisions that I've made in my business that have made all the difference, because I think that's really important to hear too. What I notice with myself and with my clients is that when we have thought containers that we have fully decided on, it gets so much easier to move forward. I think a lot of you know that I did relationship coaching this year, and I really feel like that was pretty much what I went to coaching there for. And what I walked away with that was just the most helpful that will help me for years and years and years to come were these like thought containers for like, 
oh, this is how I think about relationships now. This is what I have decided is true about my relationship. This is what I have decided is true about relationships in general for me. Things like that. So I want to share some of those in business that have really, really supported me as well. So I think this will be really, really helpful for you guys. So thank you again for being here. So let's start by talking about decision fatigue a little bit. So decision fatigue is actually a concept that, you know, has been created and studied, which is this idea that the more decisions we make, the more fatigued we become. We kind of have like finite decision-making capacity. And the more fatigued we become, the lower the quality of our decisions. So if I'm making decisions all day long, multiple times throughout my whole day, then by the time I'm getting to the end of the day, not only am I fatigued, but the quality of my decisions will be less. So you heard me talk about that in some of the episodes with Rachel where we were talking about moving that time around with which um, she was recording her stories because she was kind of doing it at the end of the day when she was already really fatigued. So nine times out of the 10, the decision was going to be to not do it because um, we're already fatigued about making decisions and the quality of our decisions goes down. So we're going to pick the path of least resistance nine times out of 10 personally for me, that's so true with things like, uh, working out. Like I need that to be on a calendar. I need to have decided well in advance and I need that to be earlier in the day (laughs) when the, you know, quality of my decision-making is high or I will make an excuse and decide against it. So just an example of that, but it really is true that our decision-making quality and capability is, finite most days and it really can get depleted. And I think that just giving that awareness and normalizing that is super important in terms of making decisions um, in a way that feels important because I think that we sort of almost give ourselves too much credit (laughs) in that capacity. We think like, oh, well, like, of course I'll decide to do it. Of course I'll decide to you know, get that that story done later in the day or whatever. And we're kind of fighting against the normative way that our brain works. And so I'm not saying you can never overcome it. I'm just saying when we talk about making things easy, some of this is how. Like I've made working out easy for myself by putting it on the calendar, deciding what I'm going to do in advance, and doing it early in the day. Like that's just how it's easy. I'm not saying I couldn't ever get myself to a point where I force that decision later in the day. It's just much easier for me to structure it like that. So it's a really like strategic concept as much as it is a mindset thing, right? But it's really strategic in the sense of be aware of that. Know that your decision-making capabilities do go down. That's why, you know, people like uh, Steve Jobs or Mark Zuckerberg would wear the same thing every day, even just to like not have a decision there right? To minimize the amount of superfluous decisions they're kind of making so that they have um, high quality decisions that they're replacing those with, i.e. like not spending your finite amount of decision uh, making capability on those small things. Personally, for me, that has been really a helpful concept. I don't wear the same thing every day, but to just like decide in advance a lot of things in my life when I'm at a good place to make those decisions rather than waiting till in the moment, like, you know, deciding in advance, like what foods getting, you know, prepared for that week versus waiting till 6 p.m. kind of thing. Just like little stuff like that or, you know, big one for me is deciding in advance what content I'm writing, right? So that when the time comes to do it, 
I've decided in advance what I'm writing and what I'm writing. And so to sit down and do it, I'm not making a huge lift in terms of my decision-making capability, right? So really important to just context that, to know that's true here and to give yourself that perspective because what it makes you want to do is make more decisions in advance and it makes you want to do them when you're in a good place. So that's kind of the foundation for what we're going to be talking about. I'm certainly going to be uh, talking to you about making a lot more decisions. Again, I'm going to share with you um, the five that I feel like have made a really big difference in my business. But ultimately, I, I wanted to start with that because I want to remind you that like if it's 10 o'clock at night and you're feeling super stressed and you're trying to make a decision on something really big in your business, like that just might not be the moment. So decision is important, but finding the right time and the right headspace in which to do it actually is really sincerely valuable because we know that decision fatigue is real and we know that the quality of our decisions goes down and it's finite. So hopefully that context helps. Another thing that I think causes decision fatigue and that I think that, you know, we've probably seen in almost everyone that's been on literally, I've certainly done this to myself in, you know, a multitude of ways and and so do so many of my clients, but it's this idea of continuing to repeat the same decisions over and over right? Like the decision of like, oh, but should I build my business on Instagram, right? Or should I launch a program or do I even want to be in this business? And like what we tend to do is take decisions like that and re-decide on them multiple times. Like this week I decided, okay, like I am going to build it on Instagram, but then all week I keep re-deciding that. I keep rethinking about that. I keep making that decision again and again and again. Or, you know, I I've made the decision that I'm going to pause on uh, group programs and focus on -on one-on-one for now, but then I keep re-asking myself that same question every single day, right? And from what we know about decision fatigue, imagine how fatiguing (laughs) that is. And then what happens is we spend the vast majority of our brain space and thought space redeciding on the same thing all the while fatiguing ourselves <laughs> right do you see how it's kind of crazy making in a sense so something i really would also love to kind of put a foundation under is once you decide try to at least give yourself a time frame to really go all in on that so that you don't have to keep redeciding. So for example, if you've decided like I'm not launching a program, I'm going all in on one-on-one at least for 90 days. <laughs> so that when your brain's like, but should I? You're like, nope, I decided. It's for 90 days. I've already decided that decision is made. We're done. Then your brain can move on to the next thing, <laughs> right? But if you keep repeating these same thought patterns and cycles over and over again, you're really doing yourself such a disservice, both in terms of like how you'll show up in the action you'll take to move forward and in terms of, you know, really fatiguing your own brain in the process. So that's something to keep in mind as well. So many entrepreneurs do that. So try to catch yourself on that. Like, have I really made this decision more than a few times? Okay. It's time to make it for good. It's time to put a timeline around it. And it's time to go all in and act as though that's true, right? So that would mean if I've decided to go all in on my one-on-one, how can I give that a container 90 days? And then how can I show up like that's true? Like I need to market it. I need to get people um, excited about it. I need to talk about it more. I need to get people on the phone to have chats about one-on-one. Like all of those things flow from that decision. But if you keep remaking it every day, you are unlikely to take very much action around it either. So that's one of the reasons why 
decision is such an important concept in terms of execution because when you are fully decided on something, the execution becomes relatively easy, right? When you are not decided around something, the execution feels really, really tough. So let's use those two um, comparatively, which is like if I've decided for 90 days I'm going all in on one-on-one, then every day I'm not getting up and remaking that. I'm deciding how can I go all in on one-on-one today? So the quality of my decision is better because the quality of my question is better, right? My question isn't, but should I really? It's what do I need to do to align with that today? What do I need to do to take action on that? What do I need to do to show that, right? So it becomes really, really useful (laughs) to have that in place because practically you will execute in a different way and you will spend those finite amount of decisions on better things, right? Versus the opposite, right? Redeciding that every day. By the time I've kind of landed on an answer again, I'm less likely to take more action. My tasks are less likely to be consistent every day. It will feel haphazard. I won't know what to do. Like all of those things will stack up. So hopefully that is, you know, just kind of like a good reminder that you don't have to pick forever, but picking for a certain amount of time is basically like one of the most useful things you could possibly do. I think of uh, one of my clients and she, that was kind of like her struggle at the beginning of her business, like just picking. And so I remember saying to her, like, we're just picking this one thing. We're picking it for 90 days. And then you have all the permission in the world. Like, I promise you if that 90 days you want to change your mind, like I will support you in it. And now she's a six-figure business owner, has been in business for her. A couple of years at this point, like has um, had so much success from that and never changed her mind after like she decided went all in and then, you know, she felt good about it. And she reminds me of that often to this day about how that was such a turning point for her. And it was because she picked that 90 day window, right? But she felt like she had an out on the other side, which can be important. Sometimes I think we put a lot of weight on decisions like we think we're deciding forever, <laughs> you know? And so they can feel sort of heavy, which brings me to another point that we talked about with Rachel quite a bit, which was that idea of deciding in advance how things will look after baby, even if that changes, right? So there's so much permission in just picking something for now so that you can actually start taking action. Because again, like we saw... In that last example I gave, you are going to take different action once the decision has been made versus you will probably waste a lot of mental time and energy thinking about stuff and not taking action if it hasn't. So in the case of Rachel, that's why I was kind of suggesting to her, hey, let's let's just decide for now. Like, what's it going to look like? What's your schedule going to look like? And obviously she has all the permission in the world (laughs) to change that up after she has a baby and sees what that's really like, right? But, but that decision is what will make things easier. Does that make sense? So her doing that will really be a game changer in terms of letting herself fully lean in to that schedule, to that plan, to getting things done for that, right? So just a really beautiful gift to give yourself is to Make the decision, create a thought container, decide in advance, and give yourself permission to decide even if things might change, even if you're not sure, right? Another example that we had with Rachel is like wanting those one-on-one clients but not really knowing where the spaces would even go, right? 
So that's a big one. That's something we all do to ourselves all the time. It's like, I want this thing, but there's literally no space for it in my life. But if I fully decide I'm going after this thing and I fully decide where the space is, I am just naturally going to show up completely differently. My mindset is entirely different at that point. I'm living into what I want versus creating a reality in which it cannot come in, right? I can't say I am living into being someone who has one-on-one clients if I don't even have the space for them on my calendar, right? So really, really helpful in a practical sense, but also very, very mindset-driven because if I decide it's true, then I'm showing up like that. I'm thinking thoughts like that. I'm taking action like that, which is kind of the whole hack of manifesting, right? Act like it's true until it is. Believe it's true until it manifests. Show up and be the person who it's true for, right? So really helpful to just check in on yourself with that. Like, where am I not making a decision? Where am I wanting something that I haven't decided on fully enough to make the space for? Where am I creating those replicable patterns that aren't helping me where I'm just answering the same question over and over and over again, right? So hopefully that's helpful. I think um, one other thing I wanted to mention before I jump into my five decisions is this can be applicable to so many things in your business. So like, let me just give you an example of some of the stuff we've been talking about with Rachel is like deciding what it might look like after baby. Like I just said, a big one for her is deciding it can be easy, right? Another one has been deciding she can take that time off for baby and not have to create more content or feel guilty about that. Another one is um, deciding that her trade-offs feel good to her, right? So not kind of feeling like, you know, everyone must be doing it better and I'm sucking at it, but really fully deciding like I have chosen these trade-offs and it feels amazing and I'm locked in on that, right? Um, Another one is deciding you always follow up. So that's been something um, really to lean into for Rachel this season is, you know, instead of wondering if I follow up, deciding that I just always do, like I just always follow my process of following up at least five times, right? Wondering if you should follow up is wildly decision fatiguing, by the way. (laughs) So just deciding you always follow up makes the action so much easier. Um, Another one that we talked about last episode is just like deciding the business will always be here for her, right? So there's not a timeline. There's not a rush. Like the business is always here and I have to fully decide that and act as though it's true, right? And then I'll, I'll give a Shelby example too, right? Like deciding about her license was huge. And then there was some real magic in terms of um, her saying that once she did that, it was amazing how more clients flowed in, right? Because she had fully made that decision. And then it felt like she stepped into it in a way that created more clients, more opportunities flowing in. So the decision both helps you take action and in my opinion, creates the reality that brings it to life, right? So hope that's really helpful to kind of see it through the lens of Rachel and Shelby. And now I want to share some of mine with you. Obviously, these are not all the decisions I've ever made in my business, and there are certainly a million that I make all the time. And, you know, ultimately, the the real, real magic is just making them, right? So I'm, I'm going to pick five and talk to you about those. But I just want to say it's not just about like, oh, these five decisions. It's about actually deciding on these things, actually making a decision, actually living into that. 
it is so interesting to me how much we live in indecision as entrepreneurs um, and what a gift it is to give ourselves to make these. So again, these are not like all encompassing by any means. The real magic is that there was a decision to be made at all. <laughs> um, but these have been some game changers that I just want to share for you. So if you're kind of like, oh my God, where do I even start? These five might be a really good starting place for you to just start deciding and living into. So <laughs> the first one, if you know me well, if you've worked with me, you know that like the my ultimate affirmation, I say it all the time, all day, all day long. People now say it like with me and back to me because it's a thing, is deciding that things always work out perfectly for me, right? That is something I have said for years and years at this point is everything always works out perfectly for me. Everything always works out perfectly for me. Something happens in my life and I go, everything always works out perfectly for me. So, huh, this must be that. All right, we'll see, right? But I have fully decided that that is true. So even when something really hard or bad happens, I have decided that everything always works out perfectly for me. So even if it doesn't seem like it is in this moment, well, I'm going to assume that it is, you know, on a greater scale and I'm going to assume this will lead me to something greater because I have fully totally and completely decided that everything always works out perfectly for me. And this is important to say because there have been many times over the years where that did not appear to be true, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Like, you know, when I was in the midst of a really difficult divorce or when I um, was sick and experiencing so much autoimmune stuff or, um, you know, when I was having um, my uh, surgery and my implants taken out and like, why did I have to deal with that in the middle of COVID and all of these things, right? Um, It's just so easy to be like, oh, this does not work out perfectly, but I don't re-decide that. Like I have fully decided that. So even when I was in that difficult divorce, I was saying everything always works out perfectly for me. So clearly this is leading me to something else, which of course it has. Even when I just had my surgery and saying like, oh my gosh, this is so scary that I like can't have anyone with me. And I'm like really um, having to go through this procedure in the middle of COVID and like, why am I even doing this? And this does not seem like the right move. And you know, uh, if you've listened to Happy Thoughts, you know that worked out so perfectly and I can breathe better than I've been able to for years and years and years. And um, business too, like even the times where I felt like, you know, something didn't work out or the client said no or the opportunity went away, like everything always works out perfectly for me. So a different client must be coming. A new opportunity must be taking that place. And again, I know that that sounds very like, airy fairy and kind of like not in touch with (laughs) reality to a certain extent. But I will tell you that decision has made it so much easier for me to move through hard things and move forward because I assume that's on the other side of it. So whether or not you even believe that that thought is creating my reality, it doesn't matter. That thought is making it so I continue to show up. That thought is making it so I run at and move through hard things. That thought is making it so that when the bad thing happens in my life or my business, I don't freeze. I keep going, right? And then subsequently, if you believe that thoughts are creative and that thoughts create things, then obviously this is a really helpful thought and decision to have, right? But I think it's important to see both sides of that coin where it almost doesn't matter. Regardless, there is not a world in which the decision that things always work out perfect for me doesn't serve me, doesn't create more opportunity for me to move forward, doesn't make me feel better, quite honestly, right? So that is number one that has been 
absolutely game changing. And it's one of those decisions that has spread. So I think I've said this on something else, but that's something I always say. And so like even like my family reflects that back to me now, like something will happen and you know, like my my dad or Kenny will be like, well, you know, everything always works out perfectly for you. So there you go. Like I've said it so much that it's almost ingrained into their thought processes too now. So those decisions can really serve you and then your people can get on board with them too. So number two, I have fully decided that business is based on building relationships. And if I stay focused on that and value, I can't lose. Okay. So what I mean by that is I've decided that business isn't that complicated and it's built on relationships and value. That, I cannot tell you how wildly, insanely useful that is to me in business because I don't get tripped up on any of the bullshit that can happen. Like the algorithm doesn't freak me out when it changes. Um, You know, email open rates going down doesn't really get me. Um, Like any of those little things that can happen strategically in your business. Um, Someone says no to something or, you know, I thought I was going to get this opportunity and then I didn't or whatever. It really doesn't touch me because I truly believe that if I keep building relationships and giving value, I cannot lose in business, right? And so again, it just makes it easier to move forward and show up like, okay, not this, great. What other relationship am I going to build today? okay, the algorithm's messing uh, with things in this way. How can I go personally reach out to people? Okay, cool. Like email open rates are going down. What value can I give to help them go back up? Like all of that feels so simple for me. And I think that's one of the reasons so many of my clients love working with me is because I really do think about business in such a simplistic way where it's not like, oh my gosh, I have to get the algorithm just right. And I have to make sure this always looks like this. And this always happens like this. Like, I don't even care if Facebook goes away tomorrow, whatever. Like I'll build relationships somewhere else. I'll give value somewhere else. Like those two things feel like I will always be able to do that. Like even if the internet went away, fine. Like I'll go out in my community and build relationships and give value. Like, does that make sense? Like that decision has made everything easy. And it's also a lens through which I make all other decisions. So if I want to do like, you know, when I want to start literally, like, do I want to start a podcast? Absolutely. This is building relationships and giving value. I can't lose if I do that versus like, well, I don't know. Does it make sense? Am I going to get enough views? Is it, did I? no, like, I don't, I, I wouldn't think about that. Like I would just be like, yeah, it's building relationships and giving value. I can't lose. Right. So You don't have to necessarily decide it's relationships and value, although (laughs) I feel pretty, pretty strongly about that. But just notice how even making that decision on what business is based on can change everything in terms of how you show up, how easy it is to show up, how much the little things throw you or don't throw you. Okay. Next decision, deciding that it can be easy. Oh, such a good one and such a hard one. I feel like if there's one thing that most of my like high performer, high achiever clients struggle with, it's this one. This is where I probably spend uh, the most time doing the most work with people in my business is deciding that it can be easy. I feel like, you know, Shelby and I touched on this uh, in our um, in our time together and in our um, – like our third session where we were just kind of chatting together and uh, we were talking about how it's so societally influenced and it's definitely like patriarchy and all of these things that tell us it can't be slow and it can't be easy, right? Um, 
you have to like work so hard and like it has to be so tough. And if you didn't work hard enough, you don't deserve it. And again, I've also made the decision that I get what I want because I decided not because I deserve it. Right. So can't be that. Um, but just deciding that it can be easy has really been um, huge for me. I definitely did not come into this space with that belief. I worked really, 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 really hard. Most of the time, I think at one point in my journey, I was in grad school. I was working full time. I was also working as a therapist on the side and I was basically working from like, I don't know, 4.30 in the morning till 10.30 at night like most days for an extended period of time. And I just remember that being such a badge of honor for me at the time. Like I was just like, I am such a hard worker. Like I am like so good at working hard. And I think I even had like a little sign in my um, house that said something about like work hard, stay humble, something like that. Like I was so invested in that idea. Um, And then when I got into this business – I just really like didn't want to do that anymore. Like I just felt like I had kind of reached my breaking point with that and um, realized kind of the opportunity that existed here. So I just like really fully decided that I was going to let this be easy. And I'm not saying every moment of every day has been easy, but truly I have a lot, a lot, a lot of ease in building my business. Mm -hmm. Something um, I've talked about quite a bit that I'll just make a quick little distinction here on is that ease and easy, you know, kind of are different, right? Like easy doesn't mean like every single step is always easy, but there is a lot of ease. So I just want to make that distinction, right? But basically like deciding that it truly can be an easy, easeful experience, right? So when I go to do something, if it's feeling really, really hard or tough, I have decided that it's going to be easy. So that means I have to stop and go, what can be easier here? How can this be better? How can I make this more fun and simple and easy, right? Because of that decision, I catch myself. I make new choices. I take different action, right? This question, if my team is listening, this is always the question I'm asking them. What's what's the easiest way? What's the easiest way for you? What's going to make it easiest on you? Like, that's always what I want to know because I have decided that it can be that, right? So I really would give you that gift of saying you really can decide that and you really can act from that place. But I think what most people are doing is they think it has to be really hard and they're waiting for something to prove to them it can be easy. And in my experience, I had to first decide that it was going to be easy and put all my, um, you know, like mental uh, clarity on that for that to be true. When I was in that space of it's got to be hard, it's going to be hard, nothing was going to prove to me otherwise right? My brain was literally looking for all the ways that has, that it could make it hard. <laughs> so once I fully, fully decided that it could be easy, all these other doors opened up where I could start looking for that. So just wanted to share that too, because I think that sometimes we're like waiting for things to get proven to us so that we can decide, so that we can believe it. And in my experience, it's always the other way around. Um, okay. Number four, is deciding that mindset is everything. So high. <laughs> if you know me, you know I think mindset is everything. I think there's even um, an episode, one of my solo episodes this season was mindset over everything. Um, but that absolutely took a decision. And again, it wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, that just became 
so simple to do. And then I decided it was the opposite, right? I had to like fully decide that and then live into it. And now it is so, so, so ingrained in my reality. Like I just see it everywhere. And so because I've decided that mindset is everything, it's also much easier for me to do and prioritize that work. So I think that that's really important to say because I feel like a lot of people, you know, they hear me say, spend time on mindset. Mindset is everything, but they haven't fully decided that. So to make that time in their day just doesn't really feel easy, simple, worth it, all of those things, right? But if you fully decided like mindset is everything, this is the thing that's going to get me everything I want. Honestly, it's pretty fucking easy to make the time for it (laughs) because it feels like the most important thing, right? And so that not only helps with my own action taking, but it really helps with feeling um, secure in things, right? Because just like I said, deciding that, you know, business is based on that relationship and value, deciding that mindset is always the thing really creates a decision-making filter for things. Like if I'm struggling with something, my first instinct is to say, what is my mindset around this? If I'm really, really feeling challenged or triggered by something, what is my mindset here? Mindset is everything. How can I look at this differently? Right? So it's created a foundation on which to build off of. So if I'm struggling with something, I'm not like in decision fatigue going, oh my God, why am I struggling with this? What could it be? Is it this? Is it that? Is it this? Is it that? What if I fix this? Is it the algorithm? Is it my email list? Is it my open rate? Is it right? I'm like, reliably, it's my mindset. So what's up? (laughs) Right? And then when my mindset gets right, everything else is easier. So that decision, that mindset is everything, helps me prioritize that time, helps me create really strong filters, helps me go to something really quickly um, when something hard shows up. I, I feel like it's almost kind of like religion, right? Like if you are religious and you have a specific religion that you believe in, all that is is like thought containers for when things happen. So, you know, if your religion has a belief that um, – you know, God has a plan and everything is part of God's plan, then notice how that would be simple. So if something happened, you would immediately be like, well, this must be part of God's plan. How is this part of his plan? Do you see what I mean there? And it actually creates a lot of simplicity. So you don't ha- like, you can have your own business religion here. It's not like you have to have religion. I'm just using that as an example to show you how valuable decision and thought containers are. So for me, that decision, that mindset is everything. When something happens, I go, okay, well, if mindset is everything, what's my mindset here? Right? Even in my uh, Millionaire Makers Mastermind, like that's what I have <laughs> like drilled into everyone that we ask each other. When someone has a result, we don't say like, well, how did you get that? We say, what was your mindset around it, right? When someone does something, you know, awesome, we say, what was your mindset around it? When somebody's having a hard time, we say, well, what's your mindset around it though, right? So again, it's just made it easier for me to move through things. It's created thought containers and it's made my life a lot more simple. All right, and so number five And this is something Rachel and I talked about quite a bit on the last episode, but it's definitely, definitely been true for me and my experiences, deciding to feel good about my trade-offs, okay? So everyone in business has trade-offs, right? Spoiler alert. Um, No one, no matter like how great things are, isn't making a trade-off. Necessarily by working in my business, there is a trade-off of something else that I'm not doing. 
necessarily by picking my business over something else, I'm making a trade-off, right? Like we are all experiencing those constantly. By choosing to take time off for mat leave, Rachel is making a trade-off, right? Now, we think trade-off is like a negative thing. It's not. (laughs) It's a normal part of the human experience, so that's fine. So trade-off is not negative. It's just part of the experience. And so when we can be intentional and indecision around ours, we will always feel better. When it feels like we didn't pick it or we shouldn't have it or there's something wrong because it's here, shit will feel hard. So for me, I've made plenty of trade-offs in my business. As you guys know, I have a one-on-one model. Well, the trade-off is like, I'm just not going to scale as quickly. That's okay. I'm happy with that trade-off. The trade-off is like, I might you know, get to a million dollars a year slower. I'm okay with that trade-off. The trade-off is that a lot of my clients um, actually make more money than me. I'm okay with that trade-off. The trade-off is I have a ton of people on a wait list that I can't serve right now. And obviously some of that sucks and I'm okay with that trade-off because I love what I do. I love one-on-one. I believe in it with all my heart. I believe that getting to do one-on-one work every day, getting to see the transformations it creates is worth all of that. I have to be on calls. A lot. Like I have a lot of like on time, right? That's a trade-off I'm willing to make. Like, but what I have fully decided is that I feel good about my trade-offs. Right. So when someone says to me, like, oh my gosh, but like let's collaborate and create a course and like you'll scale so much faster and da-da-da. I have to be like, no, I feel good about my trade-offs. Thank you. Do you see what I mean? Right? Where if I hadn't fully decided that, then every time I got an opportunity or every time someone asked me if I was willing to do that or whatever, I would have to redecide. I would have to feel bad. I would have to compare myself. I would have to think that I wasn't getting it right or doing enough or growing fast enough or good enough or all of those things, right? But because I have absolutely decided that I feel good about my trade-offs, it is so much easier for me to be decisive, for me to move forward, and frankly, for me to feel good each day, right? Like if I felt like I hadn't fully decided that I'm okay with the trade-off of being on the phone or on screen a lot of my day, I would feel pretty shitty most days. Like I would be making myself wrong. I would be like, oh, I know I love one-on-one, but I really – like I have all this like on time all day. I never feel like that. And like, I love one-on-one and I love this on time every day because I fully decided that that trade-off feels good to me, right? So what yours might be the exact opposite. Like you might have a model where you don't have on time and you have a course model and your trade-off is you don't feel as connected to your people. So you can make yourself wrong about that all day or you can be like, you know what? I feel really good about my trade-offs right now. So such a gift to be able to give yourself to fully decide that that's true for you because, again, it makes your day-to-day so much better. It stops all of that decision fatigue. It stops that constant spin, and it really allows you to fully live into the thing you've decided, which, in my opinion, always, always, always creates the best results. So I'm just going to summarize those one more time. Um, Number one is deciding that things always work out perfectly for me. Number two is deciding business is based on building relationships. And if I stay focused on that and value, I simply can't lose. Number three is deciding it can be easy or easeful. Number four is deciding that mindset is everything. And number five is deciding to feel good about my trade-offs. So 
those are the five. I hope that's really helpful. I hope that kind of brought together everything we've been talking about, both with Rachel and with Shelby. And I am just so, so grateful to you guys for being here, for being literally listeners and for hanging with us through this journey and this process. And I hope that you have a really beautiful week. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.